Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. Joined as always by Big Jer, Black Trey, and Jay Skills. And we got a guest today, but I, I'm I'm gonna hold off on introducing the guest before I tell you guys. Patreon.com/slash Count the Dings. That's where you get the overflow episodes. That's where you get the watch-alongs. That's where you get all the extra content, all the good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed. Patreon.com/slash Count the Dings. I'm rushing through that because I want to get to the guests, man. Y'all know we've been reviewing Snowfall on this podcast for, for years and years. The newest season just premiered. First two se- episodes dropped. It's fire, as always. But, man, I'm excited, man, because today I'm excited for two reasons. I'm excited because, first and foremost, we got Dion from Snowfall. Quincy Chad is our guest today. Big Dion, you know who he is. He out here cutting deals with uh, Franklin behind uh, 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 hey. the hey, hey, I mean, before we even start, bro, don't, be, like, yeah. don't, be, <laughs> don't be lying to that nigga like the whole show is fire, nigga, because we going to talk about the Lions. Hold on. Oh, the Tiger? The Tiger. Yeah. That, I'm so glad you brought that up, bro. That was on my list. I was like, I wonder if we're going to talk about the Lions. Before, before we get to all that, I just got to point out, the, the coolest thing about this is that, Quincy, you are a fan of the pod. You you are a self-proclaimed fan of the pod, which is a huge honor to us because I don't know about the other guys. I always feel like we're just recording for ourselves. I don't even know if anyone listens. So to hear that, you know, you listen and you're a fan of the pod, that really is cool. Uh, but obviously it's it's even cooler to know that you're on this show that we love as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. Like I said, um, it's so funny when I met um, 
trade because like you just so used to hearing somebody's voice and then you meet them in person. It's like, wait, you're like you're an actual fucking person. Like, even though you see him on the pod, like, it's like, oh, okay. You are like a whole person, you know, like this entity. Same goes for you too. Cause I've been listening to you for years. Like you've been all over the place. Levitard, all that shit. I used to listen to all of that. So nah, yeah, I'm happy to appreciate be here, it. Man. Trey, Trey actually is an algorithm though. I don't, I hate to break it. He's not a real person. Hey. Hey this man, man they just life. they just place me anywhere at this point, bro. My eyes is playing tricks on me at Soho yeah. House, man. Right. Trey GBT, gotta... he's just AI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trey CPT. Yo, uh, <laughs> but, all right. So where do y'all want to start with this, man? Y'all, what do y'all want to do? I, I'm y'all want to start with fucking Tiger, man? They they start yes. with Tiger, Tiger, well, man. well, well, honestly, what y'all, what I y'all want me to say about that, man. So first of all, <laughs> I, 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 I want you to talk about how a New York nigga gets casted mm-hmm. as an OG LA nigga, <laughs> and then secondly, I'll, and then secondly, yeah. who did you? Who was your muse to basically channel oh. this voice? Oh man! All right, so uh, I moved to I moved to LA um, right at the start of pandemic. I know Trey, we've been through all this, but everybody else, all your listeners, don't know. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, my parents are Trinidadian, um, and so I had been working, you know, acting in New York for a long time, and then moved at the start of the pandemic. That was like May. What was that 2020? Yeah, May 2020. Got here. The whole industry is basically shut down. And this was the first gig I booked in LA. Um, Damn. So, yeah, when I got the audition, the actual audition scene, uh, the audition scene was my first, like, the first appearance when he comes in and has the thing with Leon, um, that little beef and shit like that. And so the interesting thing about, you know, <laughs> you a, a black man of my size that's an actor, you're going to play some gangster shit. Or you, at least you better lock it in because you're going to get a lot of opportunity. That's how it goes. That's just how the game goes. No matter where you went to school, how you speak, whatever, they see your size, whatever, they're like, oh, yeah, Doug, you're going to have to do it. You look at Don Cheadle's shit back in the day, like he was playing them little thug motherfucker, like running around. But it's kind of like a rite of passage. Um, and so coming out here, um, you know, gangsters aren't that different um, from one place to another. Now, depending on how you speak, obviously that's different, right? But the mentality um, and, you know, what you want, what you need in the scene as an actor doesn't really change. So I think when I first got the audition, first of all, I was a huge fan of the show, right? Because to mm-hmm. me, um, and it's going to sound like I'm biased, but I'm not because I used to watch the shit before I got on three seasons of it. This show um, specifically, uh, the acting is at an extremely high level, Right. There are other shows that I've done, it just it doesn't compare. Right. No, everybody shows up, and and everybody's got shit in the. By the bag. way, this nigga was on power too. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to bring it up. I wasn't gonna bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just mean yo, like it, it, it's no disrespect. I mean they they know I love them, and I got a lot of friends um, on power, and you know I'm from New York, and and I think power like to see the way that it's grown is crazy. Mm-hmm. But for me, Snowfall. Um, you know, it just, I don't know if it's the pacing, um, the writing, the storytelling, the actors, the people they choose, everything just seems like it's just like, just totally locked the fuck in. And so when I got the audition, I was like, oh no, I got to bring my shit. 
I got to be on my shit. Ain't no way I'm getting this shit unless I really hit it. And so, you know, you take every audition, you do your thing, and you kind of just put it in the air and let it go. And so, um, you know, I watched a lot of videos. I watched way more stuff after I got the part than I did Hmm. before because it was kind of a quick turnaround to get it in. Um, And I actually, just a little peek behind the curtain, right? In the old days, pre-pandemic, you would go in person and do this shit. But now we're doing everything over fucking Zoom. And Hmm. so I'm taping an audition with an actor friend of mine who's on a laptop. Like, so I got my laptop stacked on boxes and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm doing the scene with him while my phone is recording it. And then I'm sending that taping as opposed to like, when you back in the day, you go sit down, you wait in the waiting room, you pull up in the audition, you do your thing with the reader and the casting director. They got any notes, they give it right back. You do it again and you out. Is it easier so now, or harder doing it this way? Oh man. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a game time. I'm a game day player, y'all. Like, so I like to be in the room. I need that right. pressure. You know, I like that pressure. So for me, it's harder because it's easier because you can just be lazy. You in your crib, you can do it a hundred times, whatever the hell. But for me, I like to be in the room. I like to feel the energy. I like to have um, the feedback from the mm-hmm. casting director too, because like you might choose some wild shit to do and they might like it. Or, but they might want to see you do something different and you can't get that right away. Like, mm-hmm. so sometimes a little bit difficult, but going back to um, what you asked about, who is my muse? I mean, it's like, I watched so much Tukey Williams video. It's crazy. Like, that's what all I was watching. I was watching that and I was just, anything 80s crip I could see on YouTube. I was just, doop, doop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just watching. I can't even tell you what I watched. It was like hours and hours and hours of shit. Um, and, well, now, uh, real quick, Trey and Jason, you guys are Los Angeles natives. Mm-hmm. Grew up around characters like this. How would you <laughs> rate Quincy's portrayal <laughs> of 1980s King Crip? My man, Jerv, Jerv took a sip. Uh, Jer, me and Jerv are out of this. I was waiting on Jason to say something. You're waiting on me? Yeah, of yeah, course. We're East Coast guys. We, we, me and Jerv don't count, so we got to ask the West Coast you people. You already spoiled them when it's, you told them I was from East Coast. I'll train you. Right. It's tough, man. Um, Like, I, I, I definitely think you do a good job, but it, the authenticity of being that type of character, like, is really hard to nail down, like, the certain twang and attitude and, you know, like that niggas had in that era is like, I don't know. It's so like, if you were there, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was like, we were like, my dad is friends with like um, this dude Kincaid who used to run with Suge, you know, like he was, you know, in there for 20 years, big you, all these people. Like I, I know and been around and like for a long time. So like, you know, I, I know these people like so well. So it's hard for me to like, you know, like divorce what I know, you know what I'm saying? To, versus like watching the representation. Like I think it's good acting and like, it's very believable, you know, but like, is it like the Crips from then? Like it's, like I said, the accent I think is the thing that really gets me. Like it's hard to mimic our, that Crip accent. You feel me? Like I think that's the accent. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Crips and Bloods have each individual accent. Different accents. Yeah, there's different accents. Yeah, and like that's crazy. So it's a delivery, right? So Mm -hmm. you could tell 
and I mean, Quincy's been around LA a lot now to a point where he's not finding himself in different territories that he's not supposed to be in. But you can tell, like, how I say dog. Just me holding it, like, like, yo, this shit crazy, dog. Somebody will stop and be like, here, blood. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know I, I sa- you, that sounds like how I say dog. Hey, so hey, thank hey. you for letting me know. No, got the red it, background too. Because yeah. you, you, you have to understand, you have to understand certain words and certain enunciations uh-huh. represent are associated with certain things. Mm. You know what I'm like saying? Like So you right? not, but that, but even that's a stretch because that's even more com- <laughs> that's that's even more commercial side because YG pushes that. But yeah. modern day gang members not. Are not going to be replacing like yeah, pass me a bigorite. I'm in the bitty. They're not going to be that. That's that's costumed up. You know what I'm saying? The, the, to a point bitty? where, what, you know what I mean? Excuse, what's the bitty? What is that? The city swap with the Oh, oh, yeah. And even when to I'm that, saying, and even to that you, point, you could you could tell from how a nigga looks and walks what gang he's from. So you could tell if it's like from, individual, like small yeah, even. Yeah, crazy. Cause, like, cause it's, it's after Durf, a while. Durf, Durf, this is what I love about LA. You can't walk, you can't wear a hat, you can't, you can't wear do a, shit. You can't no, do hey, shit, man. Like, roll ups. Like, is there a sp- if, if if I'm from one side or the other side, is there a certain way they like roll up too? Like, is there is there a difference nah, in that shit? Nah. So we brings everyone together then. So the thing is about it, right? And you have to understand it's just kind of like they've done that to separate themselves because it's so many of it. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So when you think about a Crip gang, what does your Crip gang do differently besides a color or an association of a logo? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about certain things, like my mom, right? Shout out to my mom, by the way. My mom is an, at this point, she is a triple OG from Santana Block Crip, right? And at 7.22 a.m. or 7.22 p.m., she will take a picture because that is her hood number. <laughs> Yo, hold on. If, I love this shit. On, I, I didn't love know this that, shit. This is your, crazy. Your mom was a crip? Yeah. I need you to really pay attention on, on the pod sometimes. On, <laughs> on, I like you. Because because he said I that before. I think I heard that before. Yo, yeah. So Trey's dad is, is blood royalty. And your mom is a crypt, and that's why you purple, nigga. <laughs> so, so consider, so so honestly, <laughs> that, was, that was a that was a good '90s joke. But technically, but technically, I would be a, a quote unquote thug baby, right? That was so so, so so when you when you when you marry the two, it's basically a th- a thug. Hey, remember you know that picture during the riots and the niggas had the the red band and the blue band tied together? That was straight. <laughs> but yeah but if you but but if you wear if you wear a socks hat my mom is going to like either think you're affiliated Mm because that's her hoods hat she loves Mm -hmm. chicago white socks um and she's gonna show you so much love off of that you know what i'm saying but if not if you like black and white is cool though right like black and white is a cool little color you can wear out there like i don't have to he just told you the White Sox hat. I'm not going to wear a White Sox hat, but if I just come out there, black tees, white tees, tight Jerry. flow, yeah, maybe neutral color Jerry. shorts, like some grays and shit, like I'm cool, Jerry. right? I hate I hate, <laughs> the dra- I hate the dramatics of like out-of-towners, right? And I yeah. I understand. So Dion's character- I just want to be safe. Dion's character, 
would basically be no fly zone. He's tripping off everybody at that particular time of the era. Okay. Now it's a little bit more loose where guys are just wearing whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But your energy is going to give off what you welcome. Like mm -hmm. same way if I'm in Philly and I'm just talking crazy loud and you're like, yo, chill, bull. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you're on relax. the wrong, you, you got to relax. That energy yeah. If you come to LA and be like, I don't give a fuck, nigga. I'm gonna wear my Yankee hat, nigga. And can't nobody tell me shit, nigga, because I'm from nigga. I'm from Queens, nigga. Or I'm from New York. Yeah. I'm from Harlem, nigga. Bitch ass niggas. I wish I, I West just wear Coast dad nigga. hats, bro. You're gonna be like, <laughs> I'm not telling you not to wear your hat, but you're asking for it because you don't know where you are. Secondly, they're gonna be like, is he stupid because he's insulting me at this point? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to give you a warning because all LA niggas are mannerable. A nigga not going to just chip you just to chip you, bro. He ain't going to kill you just to kill you, bro. He going to be like, I don't know if you've seen a video where he socked the Mexican dude. And he was like, hey, don't, hey, just don't put that on the dead homie no more. Now get on out of here. A nigga not going to kill you like that, bro. A nigga going to be like, hey, yo, why are you wearing that hat? He's literally going to question you first. Now, if you so want to be tough. <laughs> right, it's all in your response at that point. It's really all in the response. So, so my, what, will my dad hats be an issue? Hold on, dad no. hats. Dad dad no, no, no. I'm talking about okay. fitted baseball. No, no, no. Listen, I'm just a yeah, dad hat over get here. Get the old ass out of here, <laughs> <laughs> Quincy. Like, yeah, yeah. this is again. Yeah. This this conversation happens on this part all the time, where me and Jerry will have a question, and and there's a there's a sermon that comes after. How deep in the research? are you going into like you got the part now you nailed the part now you like you said you're watching videos for your own character for the mannerisms and the talking but in terms of just the culture the culture the 80s the culture the gang culture how, how deep is the research going for you it's the same it's the same videos for me same documentaries um because and i got a good resource over there dub c so Oh, Once I started talking to Dub, yeah, we were talking, and I would call him. And I talked to that nigga for like two, three hours. You know, I'm on the phone with him. I'm listening to everything he's saying, how he's saying his cadence, everything. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com/dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. 
ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. And then when we get on set, he was on set, I think, the first year, that first day I was there. And so we tweaking little things. Once he hit me with, like, <laughs> once he stamped me that I was good, that's why I'm listening to y'all. And, like, art is, to me, art is just something everybody's going to interpret it and feel some kind of way about it, right? Dub mm-hmm. C tell me, yo, you good. This shit, you on. I'm cool. Ain't no other motherfucker tell me shit because mm. this the, the original nigga has stamped me. I'm cool, right? So, like, other people will come up to For instance, I had a Brooklyn nigga come up to me and tell me, yo, I fuck with you on the show crazy, but, like, you know, I've been out here for, like, three years, and, um, you know, like, you ain't really, like, the old-school L.A. niggas I know. And I'm looking at him like, nigga, you've been here for three years. Like, you got four <laughs> niggas you know, and I, because I'm not, like, the four niggas you know, then my Brooklyn, shit ain't legit. Get the fuck out. Brooklyn you know what I'm saying? Crazy like, as shit. That's just how, yeah, but, like... <laughs> The, the same way <laughs> I'm saying though, like that's why I say it's for interpretation. Like I don't take the criticism any type of way. Like I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna do my research and I'm gonna put it out there. And that's kind of what the business is, right? So like I know the amount of hours I put in. I know what I watched. I know what I researched. I know what I did. I know what I'm putting out there. I know the takes that I'm doing. I know the other takes I'm doing that people don't see. I know the ad libs I'm throwing in. I know where I got them motherfuckers from. All that type of shit. So it's like, it, you know, it gets real deep if you really, you know, if you're really doing it. You know, some people, like I said, like some other shows, other other people, like they're not coming with it like that. That's why I think this show is like, that's why I think it captures people the way it does, because people are like really invested in the shit. Not yeah. on some like what happens next type shit, but like on some, yo, this is like, this is real heat. Type yeah, thing. real quick, real quick. I just want to say like, sure. I, do, I, I do think like you do a good job on the show and also... Part of what you're saying is a big part of it in terms of like it's art. So like I don't yeah. think that Joe exactly. Pesci sounds exactly like the mobster he was. He was playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like yeah, you, yeah, you're, exactly. This is what it is. Like you're not supposed right. to, you know, be a hundred percent monster Cody nigga. Like this, you're yeah, you're acting. You know, so like right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then and, and it's up to people to interpret how they feel about it and things like yeah. that. So for me, it's like. What I've already done is already out there. So for the rest of the show, the, the season, whatever, people like it, people hate it, people, you know, fuck with it or not, you know, it's already done. I I put my work in, you know what I mean? So, hey, Quincy, real, real quick, and I apologize. My question isn't all, uh, no, you know, journalistic as, you know, the said <laughs> questions before me. Yeah. Um, just ask a goddamn question. Man. I just got to know. Uh, what, yo, what was your re- I, like? I just gotta get to it, bro. What was your reaction when you read the script and you saw that there was about to be a uh, a tiger and just like in the hood and niggas is going to get away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it hundred with you, right? So the way we were doing it at that time, I think COVID was still heavy when we got the script, and so we get the script and then we do a table read on Zoom. So. Sometimes you may read it through before, or you might just read your shit, you know, whatever little parts you got, just so you know where you at and all that kind of shit. So we're sitting on the Zoom, and I'm those scenes, I wasn't in those scenes, right? So, I, you know, my camera's off and shit. I'm just like, 
I'm like, wait, what? I said, how do you, how do you think it's going to do? How are they going to get it? Like, how are they going to do this? <laughs> and then I was like, like, I mean, I'm going to just say that a couple of us were a little like, what? But mm-hmm. all right, fuck it. You know what? I mean, it ain't up to me. I ain't write the shit. You know what I'm saying? I got to show up and go to work, right? So at the same time, like, your reaction was crazy. Mine was crazy, too. And I actually, like, visually, I actually liked how it looked visually. Like, I was surprised at how well it was done visually. Because when it was on the paper, I was like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Like, that was my biggest question at the time. Because, it looked like a tiger. I mean. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, like the, cra- the crazy shit is, like, as an actor, right, on a show, you're going to get scripts and you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, even, like, you talking about a tiger, that's a one little, like, funny, like, weird thing, but it might be some shit your character is doing, and you're mm-hmm. like, nigga, what the fuck they got me doing this shit? But this don't make no sense. Da, da, da. And you can't really, you don't have the equity to kind of be like, yo, not change right. this shit. Depending on what show it is and how long you've been on it. So sometimes you go ahead and have to do some shit, and you're like, yo, this don't make any sense to me. All the work I've done before this, this little notebook I got right here on this character, all this shit, this thing that you got me doing right now makes no sense. Yo, and that sometimes shit. you can go and say something. Sometimes you can't. You Nigga, Quincy be in here tripping. They don't put a fuck. Forgot the mute. They don't put a fucking tiger. <laughs> Niggas go kill his, kill his character. All right, kill Dion. Big Dion. Of season four. Big Dion. Hit by car. You know what's funny about that when you say that, right? The crazy shit is the character was only supposed to be two episodes. And he was supposed oh, to what? die. But because they fucked with the way I did it so well that they right. they just kept me on. They kept me oh, all the way wow. through. Like I talked to the, I was at the rap party and I talked to the writer that created, Janine Daniels that created the character. And she was like, I'm so happy you made it all the way through. Like this is supposed to only be a small thing, but like you did your thing and they were like, yo, they got to keep you all the way on. I was like, oh, good shit. I'll and that was the, the first time day, you found out. You know? That was the first time you found out that they were, they were actually supposed to kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because yeah. when I finished my, um, when I finished season four, they were like, um, I mean, the showrunner was there when I was shooting my scenes and he pulled up and he's like, man, he's like, you know, I think, I think we're going to be back here, you know, but you know, nigga, wow. yeah. In this business, people say shit to you all the time. Yep. I talked to Trey about this before. I told him plenty of stories. Like all these other shows I've done, like there was a time when I thought my shit was about to go crazy because I was doing Orange is the New Black. I was doing mm-hmm. the Get Down and I was doing like the Stefan Marbury movie at the same time. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shit, Orange, this shit about to pop because it's, like, yeah. the biggest show on Netflix, whatever. And it did pop, like, crazy when my character came on. But then the next season, they, like, changed the whole shit. Like, all the women got spread over to different jails. So, like, my character was gone. The right. Get Down got, got um, it didn't get renewed. I think Baz Luhrmann just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. Um, and then the movie was done. And I was like, shit, I got to find the next job. It's crazy how the business is because, like, you'll be so fucking busy and, like, people are telling you all kinds of shit. Like, yo, I yo, you got, you definitely going to be back. We're going to da-da-da-da. And so you just let all that shit go. You just go do your thing and then float to the next joint. You know what I mean? And that's how this one worked out. So let me ask you this, Quincy, because you talked about several times about, like, this show, the approach is different. The acting is more, like, the, the level of seriousness. The actors are coming to the to the um to the project with is is a higher level than other projects perhaps typically is that something that happens 
because the cast says, hey, man, we're all serious. Is it something that happens when you read the script? You're like, yo, I, I need to step it up. Or is that something that from the director, like the director's demand, more demanding of you? And so you're putting out a higher performance level because I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Because I see actors in some stuff and I'm like, oh, it, that was I mean, it was whack. And then I mailed it in. Else, I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what, like if you could do this, why didn't uh, why didn't that happen there? You know? Well, you know, like I, I kind of touched on it a little bit, right? Like sometimes it's the writing, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you can only do so much with poor writing, right? right? Like if y'all don't believe the kind of shit they got people doing, like we, what do we, we can only yeah. do so much. Like, and there's things that you think are going to be great. You might do a project, you might do a show, you might do a film. You're like, yo, this is dope on paper. And then you start shooting and it's like, mm, I don't know about this one. And then you see it after, and it's like, ugh, ugh, you know? But I think mostly for this show specifically, I, I really believe it's the actors. Um, and, I mean, it's a comment. It's John Singleton, you know, rest in peace. I mean, that's the GOAT right there, right? So I think his start um, before he passed set the course for everything and set mm -hmm. the standard for everything. So everybody knew what the fuck, like, yo, you fucking on some John Singleton shit. You better bring your shit. So I'm sure, that, like, the pressure was on from early with all these dudes. Um, everybody on the show from top to bottom. I mean, to costumes, everybody's like really on it. So I think it's hard to put it on one thing. I wouldn't say the director because the directors change all the time. Mm -hmm. So like the director of episodes one and two didn't direct three and four, mm -hmm. right? So the direct directors are totally different. Um, sometimes you might get an actor's director that really wants to like have you tweak things and like change the way that you're approaching things and ask you questions and you might have a director that's more visual that's about the shot right mm. that's like yo i want you to when you do this be here and you could do your thing but like I, i'm trying to get this right so it's just very different the actors though i mean like right. <laughs> well y'all already know damson amen angela yeah. gail i mean <laughs> isaiah i mean you they're beasts Everybody, every time you you watch the show, they're eating. Everybody's eating. Bro. Right. So, Quincy, you, know? uh, you said mm -hmm. that some scenes that you've done or seen um, have mm -hmm. not had that effect that, you know, they made you go, Ugh. like, what? Maybe give me a scene that you've done or that you've even seen if you don't want to implicate your own work that you felt like that didn't really, wasn't really hidden. Um, I can't think of anything on this show right now. Um, well, <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I don't, I'm not, no spoilers, but there's something coming up that we tweaked. We had to tweak. I'm going to put yeah. it that way. We had to tweak. Right. And I, and I personally was like, no, we need to tweak this because this, this ain't right. It's got to go a certain way right. for it to make sense. So what, I'm going to just, I'm going to hold that. Yeah. What about the opposite? Has the opposite ever happened where you're like, this don't make no sense, and then you did it, and then when you watch it play out, obviously has been edited, and, and you know the final version, you're like, fuck, they they really nailed it. I didn't know, I wasn't sure of it when I was doing it, but now I see the vision that they had. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, as an actor, you, you're you're connecting, you're dealing with this one person, right, in the scene, or you're dealing mm -hmm. with whoever you're talking to, and all of that, the environments around you, right. So sometimes it's a little difficult to step all the way back out and like see the big picture mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's almost like if you're like a post player and the point guard is like you know what i'm saying like you get you worried about your little area right here 
but the right. point guard is worried about the whole floor or the coach is worried right. about the whole floor. So sometimes like your singular uh, motivation can sort of cloud your, 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 your vision for everything else. So it happens. It happens all the time. You know, you get some shit and you're like, it's going to be whack. And you do it. And like, Damn. Okay. I got it. <laughs> and I hit. Especially, you know, we do so many takes, man. That's the thing about TV versus like theater. Cause I've done some theater and I think every actor should do theater. Like, I don't care what level you're at because right. um, it's just a nonstop. That's, that's game day right there. What's like, the difference? No, What's the big difference? Oh my God, bro. Theater, like you ain't get no, you ain't get no break. You can't just fuck up and be like, Oh, uh, cut. Stop, cut. We're going to start over. Oh, let's bring it back. You know what I mean? It's like, it's constant. So any little flub, you got to just land on your feet. Any little thing with TV or film, you're like, all right, here we're going to do it. Camera here, close up here. Okay, stop. Yeah, cut. Three, two, one. Uh, cut, stop there. Cut, stop there. Cut. You're doing the thing like 20, 30 times, you know, depending on the angles and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, depending on how big the shot is, you know, how many extras, all that kind of stuff. So it can get really, really like, I mean, it's challenges to both. I shouldn't act like theater is way more difficult. But to me, I just think that experience is um is necessary for, for actors. Yeah, that's that's wild. Because I was used to be when I did TV, because most of the stuff that I did was live. Sports Center was live. The Jump was live. Mm-hmm. Sports Nation was live. And then I go do highly questionable. Highly questionable is tape. So we're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. we're doing multiple. T- if they didn't like that tape, we're doing it again, right? If yeah. Poppy, yeah. if Poppy ends with a joke that's not safe for work, we got to do the whole <laughs> thing again, which is a lot. Like everyone's like, does he write his own jokes? I'm like. Not really, because if you let him write his own jokes, we wouldn't be on TV. It's everything is mm. yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that word, or you can't make that insinuation or whatever. But I found tape was so much harder because mm. yeah, mm. man, it's just it's weird because I you know you talk about earlier when it comes to auditioning, you need mm. the pressure of live in front of the dude. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, 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 I'm yeah, the yeah. same way, man. I like I like the idea, like we got it, we got one take of doing this, you mess this up. Like you messed it up and you just have to find a way to keep it moving or adapt or or improvise off of that moment. Whereas like going back and having to do it again, what ends up happening is it takes me like a hundred takes because I keep messing up. Yeah, you can get into your neuroses. Yeah, kind of like, you know, get a little OCD and a little jumpy about every little thing. Yep. It can get like that too with the tapes, the auditions, man. Because like you, you you do one take and you're like, oh yeah, all right, that was cool. You're like, oh, but let, let me let me watch it. Oh, this little thing here, this little thing there, this little. And you gotta just be able to like let it be messy, man. I, I learned that from one casting director that told me this years ago. She was like, I was like, damn, I, I wish I was like I could have hit that perfect, you know. And she was like, perfect, like we don't want perfect, we want messy. And I was like, huh. yeah, you're right. You want it a little messy because everybody like they put the words on the paper. You come in and you're doing the exact freaking thing that they have there. Like that's not what they really want, you know. There's certain things if you're doing a real small role, like. You got a couple lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember my um my agent, one of my old one of my old agents, right? He had this um this client that they let go of because she was supposed to play like a nurse or something like that. And it was like a two-line thing, but she wanted to act like she came and did the audition like the nurse had Tourette's. Like, that's not what that's not your job. Your job is to come in and say, Thank you, sir. Mate, uh, we might have to put the IV in. Okay. Oh, Mr. Johnson, you're going to come in and then walk out. You don't need to be doing, you're not trying to show all this different thing that you could do in that little nurse number one role. 
You know what I'm saying? You gotta give so, the like, nurse me, a backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like sometimes people do weird stuff like that, and you know what? I mean, it's a big risk. I mean, sometimes it can work. You never know, man. This business is so crazy that like they will never forget that nurse that came in and did that shit. I know that they not whoever the casting director is. They're not gonna forget her. They ain't get they, she ain't get that part, but they're not gonna forget that that person that did that. So you never know. <laughs> Yeah. Quincy, we love you, my nigga, but we gotta move the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, move, hey, move it no. on hey, are you, you sticking on. around? Or are you what's up? What's up? What you mean? I'm here. All right, All right. cool. Hey, for those here. listening, we're here. Quincy, Quincy, where can they find you on social? Oh, Quincy Chad, man. I'm easy. Easy breezy. Quincy Chad, that's it. Quincy, thank you so much, brother man, for joining us. We appreciate you, brother. This is great. This is awesome. And now, hopefully, we can have you back soon. Uh, Derv, Trey, Jay, thank you all, as always. And again, patreon.com slash count the dings. Make sure you are locked in. You get all the extra content. You get this whole podcast all at once as opposed to little bitty ones every single day. Um, until next time, stay black, motherfuckers.